Hello and welcome to a special edition of the In The Money Players podcast. This is our show covering the Tropical Turf Pick 3 from Gulfstream Park for Friday, January 12th. We'll have shows for Saturday and Sunday separately as well. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital, coming to you from Gallery 55 and very pleased to be welcoming in a man who is back uh, in the cold in upstate New York where I think there might finally be snow on the ground. He's Jonathan Kinchin. Oh yeah, there's there's snow on the ground. Um, you know, we got we, we we came back from 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 Texas, uh, and the really the person who who despises all of this the most is Rigatoni, because <laughs> he he runs out the out to the backyard with um, with no care uh, in Texas, and then he he's he's uh, <laughs> he, he's got short legs, so I think you can imagine what I'm going to say here that he's 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 a little deep in the snow here, so it's tough for him, I would imagine. So what's harder, plotting a strategy to win the Breeders' Cup betting challenge or plotting a strategy to get requalified for executive platinum? The executive platinum one's tough, man, because, like, here's the problem. is <clears throat> like you get executive platinum, and the biggest perk is that you get upgraded on a coach ticket to first class. But it's like if you – but to or, in order to keep it, at some point you have to kind of maybe buy a couple of first class seats because you get more mileage for that. So yeah. you have to try to map out when's the time to do that. Or and, and, and you don't want to do it too early in the year because what if you're going to just get there anyways? What's the point of having – it's just a – so now I'm at this point where I need 40,000 more miles between now and February 28th. And so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm handicapping the situation as much as I can. You'll be a traveling man, it sounds like, between, uh, between now, and, now and then. Look for, look for JK at a racetrack near you. Um, is what it sounds like to me. But the racetrack that I know one of the places you'll be traveling is South Florida to go to Gulfstream Park, where we have been enjoying this all-turf pick three. We've had a little bit of success in putting these tickets together. And uh, this is an interesting one on on Friday. This is one where I think I'm going to try to just go tight and, and hit this thing. I got maybe a, a, a clever opinion somewhere in the sequence. What do you think of the sequence, gen- generally speaking, before we dive into the specifics? Well, there, there was two options here when I looked at it, um, not to, 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 to be a spoiler alert here. I was either going to single in the first leg um, or That's single fine. in the last leg, best based on my opinion. Now, the thing about it is, is that I, I've, I ultimately decided to single in the last leg. There's a world in which, though, I will come back with the with that single in the first leg and single in the last leg and kind of really try to like aggressively punch punch it. But I do think that the first leg offers some opportunity to get a little cute. So I am going to use a little, a few more horses there. So yeah, I, mean, I think it's an approachable sequence, but, but you know, that's what the pick three is. You know, I know we get, we, we all get, uh, get a little, get a little locked in with pick six carryovers and pick five carryovers and pick fives and they're great opportunities. But what I've learned is no matter how good of a handicapper you are, good of a horse player you are within a five race sequence, uh, especially one that you're not choosing hand, you know, cherry picking those races or a six race sequence, or even a four race sequence, the likelihood of randomness happening in a race in which there's nothing you can do to have predicted the outcome very high is extremely high. Yeah. So then when you're playing those, those longer, those longer sequences, you have to try to predict where that's going to happen. So it's like, you're guessing, you're like guessing which day next week is going to be a bad day for you. It's like, well, how, how do you like, what, how do you know if it's going to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then you prepare yourself for it to be Thursday, but it happens to be Wednesday. What are you going to do? I think when you, when you, when you do a pick three, 
it's significantly more likely, obviously, uh, basic uh, math here, that you're not going to have that randomness within the sequence. And, uh, and, and so I think for that reason, it's, a, it's an approachable sequence, I think, that needs to be utilized more by horse players. JK tries math succeeds here on there it the is. Friday show. And I like that idea for, for what you said. It, it, one of the things I like about the pick three, I'll build different tickets with, you know, I'm, I've, I've had days where I have a single in each. I'll make one set of tickets with a single in the first race and the second race and the third race, depending on what my opinions are. And then, you know, spread elsewhere. And it's easy to come back and play the tickets for more that you either like more or you're trying to amp up your value because there's more favorites in them. It gives you a lot of options in terms of ticket construction. And that doesn't require a file upload when you're dealing with the pick three, which starts off on Friday in race number two. We've got three-year-old fillies. They're maiden claimers going a mile and a 16th. And uh, you've already tipped your hand here that you have a horse you're considering singling. Which horse is that? Yeah, I was thinking about singling this. Uh, uh, hold Six. on. I, I got off the screen on accident. Yeah. What? Uh, was, yes, 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 yes. My bad. These, these, I'm, I'm, pa- I'm numberless in the past performances, which is, is a, is a tough situation. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Silent Heart. That was the one. Is that the one you said? No, I thought you meant Roscoe Village, the Cantharos that looked like Lone Speed and had a strong number for, uh, Glen Hill Farm, but you but but you went in a different direction. Which one did you say again? Well, are we on the right day? Friday, January twelfth, race number two. Why wouldn't it? Ah, uh, you son of a gun! You're right. Okay, <laughs> Dang. my bad. Uh, we'll I, I hate pause, to. I hate... We'll pause the show, and and no one will hear the difference. You'll 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 spend your time handicapping, and we'll and we'll come back, and it'll sound like we've done it uh, right away. And uh, yeah, let's do that right now uh, through the magic of uh, audio editing. All right, Jonathan, we, we, we had a little bit of a false start there in the sequence, but I, it's funny because the way you were talking about things, I, I think the, the principle remains the same. What is going to be, actually, I'll go first to give you even a little more time here. I thought the horse that was probably worth taking a little bit of a shot with in this spot was the, was the six runner Roscoe village, just uh, too obvious not to use for Proctor and the Glen Hill farm team. Not only um, is there a, a, a good looking speed figure dropping in class second off the layoff, but I thought that uh, she Roscoe village looked dead loose in this spot. So I'm going to have a lot of tickets with, uh, with just singling that six runner. And then I do think for some other tickets where I'm going to be singling later on, that the seven runner take your point made plenty of sense on the drop, you know, not super, super sexy, but puts two races together for the first time. Um, and also the nine, she takes cash seemed like one that it didn't take too much to tell a story about going out, uh, first time for, for Safi Joseph and, you know, has a competitive race, uh, has a competitive figure, uh, against those New York breads, but mainly six for me, a little seven and nine. How do you see it? Yeah, look, uh, the the this doesn't really change. It changes a little bit of the 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 way that I was laying out what I was doing, but it doesn't change much in in terms of of, of the singling and the non singling. You, you'll figure it out what I meant towards here the year towards the end. Yeah, Roscoe Village does make a lot of sense. One thing I'll say when you look at these maiden claimings, especially when there's fillies involved, I think it's important to kind of check out the pedigree a little bit, right? Because if 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 you can get that maiden special weight win, um, uh, or just a maiden win in general, but that maiden special weight win on some good pedigree, you know, there's there's some opportunities to kind of get out financially on on horses and and to move horses along 
in terms of that. And so it's always something I try to take into consideration. Are the connections giving up too soon? And the horse towards the inside that gets Irad, uh, three dots uh, and a dash for Mark Cassie. And that's a pretty good pedigree, right? A Mendelssohn, uh, a, a, a Tappet mare that, that uh, has produced some winners. And the fact that they just show up here in for a tag makes me feel like, ah, this probably doesn't have much ability. Let's just go ahead and part ways. And that's why I felt comfortable uh, just kind of leaning on Roscoe Village as that single A horse in here. I'll use a single B as well. Now, like I said, my, my approach changed because I looked at the races wrong in the wrong order. I'm going to use She Takes Cash towards the outside, uh, the horse switching uh, to Safi Joseph, a, a horse that I thought ran well trying to close into a slow pace last time at, at Aqueduct and then uh, switches connections to a higher percentage uh, situation. And, and if there's any improvement there, not a great post drawn way outside, but I do think it makes some sense. So single A creative performance, uh, not creative performance, um, Roscoe Village. And uh, I'll use she takes the cash as a B. All right. Very much in alignment there to kick things off as we move on to race number six. Three-year-olds once again. Colts this time. We're in the allowance ranks and we're going five furlongs on the turf. And we have a situation where uh, Esperon, the one runner, looked very strong to me. Having just made this condition only to be DQ'd. I thought Esperon looked like a wire-to-wire threat once again uh, against these, going this flat five furlongs. I also wanted the seven-runner king of the track. A very legitimate excuse, I thought, last time. Stuck in a vice at a key stage of the race, in a race that ended up being one wire-to-wire. And then uh, the four-runner, Silent Heart, probably too obvious not to use off that big figure and um, winning the maiden at odds on, but I don't know. I thought eight to five felt a little skinny in a race where I could make cases for, for both the one and the seven. But uh, right now I'm looking one, seven, four, probably looking to play them pretty equally, which I guess makes me lean a little bit against silent heart, who uh, we know from before is the one that you fancy in here. Yeah. I thought about uh, singling silent heart is a horse that I felt like could take a step forward. Um, off of that performance that would make this horse kind of singleable. But in a smaller field where everyone's going to probably get to run a, a pretty true race, it feels, um, the, there's a lot of tactical speed in here with the horses that make sense. I decided ultimately, because I have a single in the last leg, uh, to spread a little bit here. I'm going to go one, three, four, and seven. Um, you, you mentioned Esperon. I thought double your money made a little bit of sense too. This is a horse that, that has been involved with some red fractions, coated red fractions in longer races, uh, and, and against better horses, right? Ran against noted a couple times, uh, ran against, uh, some, some, some better types and stakes races now cuts back, show the ability to turf sprint first time out. So you could trust a little bit there, I think. But I think we'll be rolling late. It's not my favorite kind of a coming from off of it, but tactical enough to stay close and surely classy enough. And then we know about the four silent heart. And then I'll also use the seven uh, king of the track towards the outside. So this will be my race where I try to get a little bit lucky and catch something. I'll use those four horses. I could see it. I think double your money maybe on that. We don't often like turnbacks in distance going the flat five, but if the one, the four hook up here, double your money could just end up in the absolutely perfect spot under junior alvarado the sequence pays off in race number eight where you've got the three-year-old fillies in the allowance ranks going a mile and a 16th giant full field here and uh, you have mentioned that you have a single in here i I have a long shot i'm going to mention but let's get to you first jk with your single uh, when it comes to this tropical turf pick three on friday how are we going to get paid yeah i'm going to single uh dynamic pricing 
um, a a horse that I thought uh, took money last time at Aqueduct, ran well. It wasn't necessarily like deep closing into a slow pace, but was trying to close into a pace that wasn't particularly fast. There's been a couple of horses that have come back out of that race and won. You're getting Lasix, you get Irad. Um, and, and when you look at the other top two choices in here, I just didn't necessarily trust those, right? I mean, uh, Golden Ghost and uh, Makanga, I'm guessing what that is. They're both going to kind of look each other in the eyes, I'd think. Makanga got loose last time with blue-coated fractions. Golden Ghost, the two should pressure a little bit there. And then Golden Ghost is going to have to hold off a horse like Makanga. It's one of those situations where even if Golden Ghost gets loose, who I think is a more likely wire-to-wire winner, he's going to get pressure. She's going to get pressure, excuse me, um, with that first run from Makanga. And I think that could then set uh, both of them up pretty nicely for the 11 dynamic pricing, who I think will take another step forward. Um, It's one of those situations. I'm not going to be shocked if Golden Ghost wins, but... I would protect myself from Golden Ghost and maybe some other pools, maybe the pick five or or, or, or the pick four, uh, or maybe even just kind of like the clean pick three, like the late pick three or whatever. I just I think for the for the sake of the of the all turf, uh, the tropical turf, I, I want to be alive to one horse here. Um, although I do see the two as being a legitimate option, I'm going to try to beat them. I hear that because of the pace situation. And normally, I think a lot of people are saying, "Wow, you can really single the eleven. Eleven's going to get bad." And and the, and the post and blah, blah, blah. But I think Irad's just going to drop this horse in, you know, mid-pack spot kind of a thing and be able to save enough ground while they're, I think they will hit up front in this race, runners like the two, the three, and the six with the nine not too far behind to potentially prompt things in the middle of the race. I took a pace angle here and I, and I respect dynamic pricing and, you know, depending on what pool I'm in, I would have dynamic pricing as an A. But the horse that I really like in this race, Jonathan, is the five, Parish Lane. And this is mostly a trip play. This horse was just absolutely stymied and not able to make a run the last day. Bet hard at Laurel there, too. That was seven to two. Horse was five to one on debut and and uh, one from uh, out of position granted the it was a fast pace that probably flattered parish lane a little bit the first day but this horse is going to be i think any kind of price and with all that speed going on up front uh, and a relatively inside draw in the five i thought this horse had every opportunity to improve and i'll be building all kinds of vertical action around this horse and definitely having fives in my tropical turf pick three as well 11, I would make an A. You made that case well. And yeah, I mean, for me, if there are some opportunities to back up with the two Golden Ghost and the nine Makanga, just so obvious on numbers, I will do that. But I'm very happy pressing up five and 11 as we attempt to hit this tropical turf pick three on Friday. Any closing thoughts, JK, before we send this edition of the show home? Ooh, man, that, that mute button was like three tabs away on another screen. That was I got there quick. Not that good, yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. Let's uh, let's. I think we hit we hit a couple last weekend, didn't we? At least one for sure. Yeah. I think. Yes, so that's yes. good. My, let's let's keep I, it rolling. My ADW balance says it says yes, we did. All right, great stuff, Jonathan. We'll be back. We got a lot more stuff coming up this weekend in terms of uh, Gulfstream stuff. We've also got a special Cal Cup show. I'm not going to bother you for that one. Um, doing that with Chappie on Friday night. Uh, I haven't haven't booked the net. Haven't actually booked the last the last couple of guests for that. But I'll, I I better get on that. In fact, I'll do that now while I go move the car, and then also make sure to check out. We got a cool YouTube video. It's going to be coming up, looking at uh, the top ten derby list that Eric DeCoster put together for Jonathan Kinchin. 
I'm Peter Thomas Fornatal. This show's been a production of In The Money Media. May you win all your photos.